Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between Washington politics and the auto retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode is brought to you by AIADA Affinity Partner Podium. Trusted by over 60,000 businesses, Podium is the ultimate messaging platform that helps drive your online reputation. Podium helps make it love at first search. Find out more at AIADA.org. I'm joined on today's episode of Beltway Talk by Ross Tinkham, who is the Director of OEM Sales and Business Development at AIADA Affinity Partner Podium. He's here to talk about Podium's work in the auto industry and how it can help dealers connect with customers. He's also covering some key points about how our industry has changed in the past year and what dealers can do to stay ahead of the shifting dynamics. Welcome to Beltway Talk, Ross. Yeah, hey, good morning, Hannah. Thanks so much for uh, for having me here today. Excited for the uh, opportunity to chat. So uh, just a, a quick introduction on, on myself and, and Podium um, for, for those that aren't familiar. So my name is Ross Tinkham. I, um, I run our, our business development and OEM sales here um, for automotive vertical. Um, and so all that really means is, you know, I, I work to develop partnerships uh, in particular with the, with the OEMs um, to just make sure, you know, uh, Podium is, is, is understood out there in the marketplace. And um, and for those that are not familiar with who Podium is or what we do, we are a, a business messaging platform. So we support about 60,000 businesses across a number of different key verticals uh, in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. Our automotive business here in the U.S., um, we work with about 5,500 OEM dealerships and a few thousand independent and used dealers. But essentially, our solution is leveraged for a number of different applications, but primarily it's running um, different text or messaging conversations with leads and prospects or existing customers. And so the folks who know Podium likely know us uh, as, a, uh, as a solution that helps generate reviews and feedback via text message, which is still a part of what we do today. Uh, but we also offer uh, some newer applications really based again around just text or messaging interactions, live video interactions, contactless uh, text-driven payments. Um, and so we're, you know, we're, we're heading in some new territory here in, in 2021. But the net of it is we work with dealers to help them is really a central point to manage all of their texting and messaging communication across mm -hmm. the entire dealership. Okay, well, I think you, um, those were the things I was first off going to ask you about. So you pretty much covered them. What could you just, just back up just for a second, what is your background and how did you come to Podium? Yeah, great question. So I've been with Podium for about five years um, and the, the company's only about six years old. So I started when when the company was still was still a little bit early on. Um, and so when I started at Podium, it was actually my first experience really working directly with automotive dealers. And so I really started my journey um, supporting our relationships directly with, with dealers here in, in New England. Um, and from there, uh, grew into managing our strategic or, or large dealer group accounts. And I spent really a few years um, helping to manage that and run that here at Podium um, and, and then began to, when we hit um, in a, an inflection point, right, where we, we had a very strong base of dealers, we started to, to you know, just generate interest from the OEMs. Um, and so I, I took that and really have worked to um, build Podium's presence across their certified digital programs um, and really have just had the pleasure of, um, again, engaging with folks, not just at dealers and dealer groups, but also um, with, with the OEMs. So that's, that's really been my progression here and, and what I'm primar primarily focused on today. Okay, well, that kind of segues well into my next question for you, which was um, in the last year, I know the Podium has scored several endorsements and contracts with OEMs and other organizations. Um, can you expand on these and what you think it means 
for how the auto industry is doing business now? Yeah, absolutely. So I think just to take a step back, you've seen really strong, uh, strong initiatives across many of the OEMs to really resource their dealers to better manage texting or messaging. So I think we all kind of understood for some time that, you know, hey, texting is the way that consumers would like to uh, interact with your dealers. Um, however, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit of, uh, I don't know, kind of uncharted water for, for some of the OEMs where they didn't necessarily have programs in place to recommend solutions or provide their dealers with best practices on how to, to manage that. So I think our, our success in engaging with uh, many of the OEMs, especially over the, the, the past year, the pandemic year, has really been uh, helping them um, as they've stood up these messaging programs where they're resourcing dealers, not just with Podium, of course, but with other solutions um, to, to basically run that, that end of, of the business. So uh, our, our engagement there again has really just primarily been around how do we hey how do we help dealers connect with consumers over texting or messaging today? Um, the pandemic sort of future forwarded that that need a little bit, um, and that's that's really been our engagement um, over the past twelve months or so. Okay, well, it sounds like you guys have definitely been busy, especially over the last year. I'm sure. Um, now I know there has been a lot of analysis done at this point about how things have changed for dealers throughout the pandemic, but. Explain to listeners what you're seeing and how contactless interactions are becoming more important for dealerships and their customers. Yeah, ab absolutely. And, and you're right. The data is really starting to come together now, considering we're about a year out from when this whole uh, thing all, all got started. And so we've been able to, to really analyze and uh, you know solicit consumers for feedback to understand, hey, from your perspective, what are you now doing differently today with interacting, not just with car dealers, but really any sort of local or brick and mortar business? So what are your behaviors? How are they different today compared to how they were a year ago? And as you look forward down the road, you know, what are your, what are your new expectations? I think we've, everyone throws around this term new normal, um, which could mean a, a lot of different things. Um, but in, in regard to texting, a lot of what I'll, there's two things I'll reference today. So we did a lot of analysis with, uh, in partnership with JD Power, um, where we're, we're looking at that SSI and CSI data to understand, hey, how do customers want to either get their car serviced or purchase a car through texting or messaging? So I'll reference some content from there. And just as a quick preview, we're about to roll out sort of V2 of that report, which will include uh, post-COVID data. The other report I'll mention um, is uh, Podium puts together a state of local business uh, report annually. And we look at it really a different topic every year. And the, the topic of, of course, of last year was, was COVID and um, how are consumers' expectations around interacting with texting or, or messaging there. So I think a couple of interesting things, really. Um, so if you, if you, if you were to, to, to ask a customer, hey, like, what, what is the most important factor that you consider when choosing, like, which business you want to do business with? It's always been, been price, and customer experience has really always been up there towards the top. But there was a, there, there was a, a, new, um, a new sort of leader there this past year, which was really based around safety, right? Like, is this a business I can engage with safely? Mm -hmm. Are they communicating their their practices with me? Um, are they communicating that like, what my expectations should be in doing business with them? Um, and so that's where we've really seen, I think, a, a big shift where price has always been the leader there. And this past year, safety is now right in line with, with pricing, right? So okay. people are willing to pay more if they know they can receive their product or service in a safe manner from that particular business. As a follow-up from that, just to, we'll, we'll put a couple of other stats out there. So about 85% of consumers 
have articulated that like, hey, we've, we've done business in a curbside or no, no contact uh, manner over the past year. So about 85% of us in the US are engaging with businesses through those contactless services. About 60% of consumers did business with a business for the first time or discovered a new business because they offered pandemic friendly services. So those that were offering these types of, of safe services to consumers we're, we're at an advantage is, is that is what people are looking for. And you're attracting net new customers simply by making sure that that customer feels they can transact with you in a safe manner. The flip side of that is about 50% of consumers surveyed said, hey, I actually have avoided a business where I didn't feel safe going in or I, I didn't mm -hmm. feel like they were following safety protocols. So this whole concept of, of safety, right, and mask wearing and social distancing, it's really got either a push-pull effect on consumers. You're either using that as an asset to bring new people into the doors of the dealership, or if somebody walks into your dealership and you know someone's not wearing, wearing their mask right, or they just don't really mm -hmm. feel comfortable, they're likely going out that door to your competitor. So really important, this whole concept again of safety, contactless interactions um, has become incredibly important. And again, as I just mentioned a couple minutes ago, it now, it, it now basically trumps price in terms of what customers are looking for or care about the most. Okay, well, that's really very interesting. and. Um... One thing, I'll just reference a recent article you guys did in our winter edition of Auto Dealer Magazine. Um, I noticed that you said text was the preferred communication channel among all age groups, including those over age 60, which I guess I kind of personally found a little surprising. Yeah. Was this generally a trend that you guys were seeing before COVID, or do you think it's kind of um, arisen more over the last several months? I think it's really arisen more over the last several months. And my hypothesis to why would be like, I think we, we all understand if you're, if you're of an older demographic, you're at higher risk for, you know, serious complications from this thing, right? So it's kind of logical that you would say like that age group maybe has adopted those contactless services. Um, so, and the question we get asked all the time is like, okay, you know, across demos, like sure, Gen X and, and younger folks are using texting, but how are people of older demographics engaging with texting and it's I mean some of this maybe is a little surprising but it's it's really in line across almost all demographics so if you look at ages like 18 through 60 um, about 60 percent of those customers surveyed said I've I've texted with a business in the past 30 days so about 60 percent of customers almost across all demographics uh, texted with a business 60, 60 uh, to the tune of 60 percent in the last 30 mm -hmm. days the older demographic, 60 and over, was at 50% in the last 30 days. So there is not, there's not some big drop off there. This is texting or interacting with businesses is something that people across all age groups have done. Um, and if you look at you know, those who said they've texted or received a text from a business that they're working with in the past 30 days, um, you know, it's about 50, 60% of, of consumers who are saying yes to that question. Okay, well, very interesting. Um, realistically, how much business are dealers doing right now with their customers via text ahead of the time that they set foot on the dealership lot? Yeah, I think so. The, what's interesting about dealerships is that they're, they're much more sophisticated as compared to other types of like local or brick and mortar businesses that mm -hmm. we would maybe talk about here. And so texting is not, not necessarily a new thing, I think, for many dealers. Um, I think folks are recognizing the importance of, you know, better staffing their dealership, especially their BDC, to be able to manage those types of communications, right? It's, it's less on the phone. People don't necessarily pick up phone numbers they don't know anymore. People don't necessarily return voicemails, um, but people sure do engage with texting. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's asynchronous communication. It's got a little bit of a different flavor. So those are interactions that might go over weeks or potentially, you know, months as a customer is looking to 
to purchase a new vehicle. So I would say uh, dealers are becoming more refined in, in, in what their texting or messaging strategy mm-hmm. actually is. Um, and how is that run um, across different areas of the business? So think about you know, how you get your car serviced today. Um, sort of in the peak of the pandemic or when things were just really ramping last April or May, we ran um, a contactless service campaign um, and dealers were very interested in, in basically saying, hey, how can I facilitate a safe contactless experience for our customers who need to come in and get an oil change? And so that would be, I think, a great example of a scenario where maybe that was primarily run on the phone, but it's more and more being run through texting or messaging where you can go ahead and collect payment at the conclusion of that transaction. The invoice is sent to the customer over a text mm-hmm. message and you don't necessarily need to talk to them live or even have them walk into uh, walk into the service lane to pick up their vehicle. Um, so yeah, the, there's a lot of examples of that or use cases, I think of how dealers are becoming more sophisticated with texting or messaging. But generally, I think the way I'd answer that question is, texting isn't necessarily a new concept, but it is something that um, there's sort of more thought and strategy put behind in terms of how can we make this a really great experience for our customers, um, you know, and, and how do we, how do we um, consolidate maybe what we were doing before and focus more on just like a single, single threaded texting experience for our customers. Okay. Well, um, I was going to get to it here in just a second, kind of how dealer, what in your view, what dealers can do to stay ahead of the curve. But before I get there, I feel like the best question to ask is, do you anticipate that many of these trends are going to continue? continue once the worst of the pandemic is behind us? And what things do you anticipate will be permanent parts of how dealers interact with their customers? Yeah, that's a really, that's a great question. And I think, you know, there's some data out there that supports, you know, what, what, what can we predict? Like what, what behavior will stay? What behavior will, will, will maybe fade away? Um, and so just to, to walk that through, um, there's a couple of questions that have been asked to, con- to consumers They're around things like curbside pickup, right? Which is a really common practice for, for many different types of business sources. There are things like local delivery of, of food or groceries or contactless payments. Mm-hmm. Really across all of those categories, you know, how do I want to interact? How do I want to pay? What types of services do I desire for a dealer to continue offering in a contactless manner? About 80% of consumers surveyed really across those different buckets are saying, hey, these are services we would like to see you continue to offer post-pandemic. So the read from consumers is that like, yes, these are things that are relevant today. And, you know, who knows when we'll, we'll, we'll quote unquote, be back to a more normal state. But even once we get there, people are still going to expect the convenience factor. And I think that's what consumers have been trained on today. And that's like, the, that's the key thing. Um, these are just things that keep us safe. They're things that make transacting with a business easier. They save me time, right? I don't necessarily need to go and sit in the dealership while I wait for my car to be dropped off. Um, I can drop it off and it'll text me when it's ready, right? And I know that it's it's time to go pick my vehicle up and um, and I'm off and, and on my way or being able to, you know, get curbside or contactless service where you don't necessarily need to get out of your car and walk into a business. Those are things that consumers don't want to see go back to the way they were. And I think the common thread there that you'll see play out here as we as we go down the road and move into the future is that... Um, the businesses who continue to offer those types of services will continue to attract more market share than those that don't. It'll become less about safety, obviously, um, and become more just about convenience. And these are my expectations of how I want to connect with, with a business. So I think the data is there that says consumers want a desire to, to, for, to continue to receive those types of services. Um, we'll see how businesses respond. I'm sure some will respond well to that and some will, will fall a little bit behind. But the, I think the main point there is 
uh, it will become less about safety. It will become more about convenience. And these are things that have now been ingrained in our consumer behavior and are now our new expectations of what we want to see uh, a dealership offer to us. Mm -hmm. And I have been fairly impressed with how dealers have pivoted their business models over the last year. Um, but obviously a lot has changed and is still changing. In your view, what can they do to make sure that they stay on top of customer needs in the coming years post-pandemic? Yeah, I would say, so So most importantly, make sure that, you know, we're, we're talking about texting today, but we also want to think about messaging more holistically. So what I mean by that is um, interaction through messaging is primarily driven through SMS or texting communication, at least in the United States today. And that 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 trend will, will, will change a bit as there's these new messaging channels that dealers need to monitor outside of just pure texting or SMS. And good examples of those are things like Facebook Messenger, um, Google Business Messaging, Apple Business now has a messaging or chat functionality, which which they've rolled out, which a lot of dealer larger dealer groups have started to leverage. And so I think a piece of advice number one would be make, make sure that you're monitoring um, all those channels and you're resourcing your staff to engage with customers and meet them where they want to come in through, right? If I want to text with your dealership, give me an easy way to do that. If I want to come in through Facebook Messenger, great. Give me an easy way to do that. It's really all centered around, you know, the, making it frictionless and easy for the consumer and letting them pick the channel they want to engage in. So I think number one, make sure you're thinking about messaging more holistically. And then the other consideration would, would be this. Put yourself in the customer's shoes and, and really ask yourself, like, yes, I'm offering them the ability to text or message, but what does that experience really add up to? What is the sum of all the parts? So as an example there, maybe you're offering the ability for a customer to text with you as a lead um, through like a website chat widget or something along those lines. So you give the customer the ability to do that. They're texting you from a phone number that's typically tied to that piece of software. Some other stakeholders in the dealership might be using the CRM for texting. That's going to be tied to a different phone number typically, right? That's tied to that piece of software. Uh, then the customer comes in to get their car serviced and maybe you're using more of like a service lane messaging piece of software. The challenge that you're going to run into is that those are obviously all uh, typically disjointed and they're, they're not uh, interconnected. They're siloed pieces of software where customers being texted from a different phone number, um, depending on where they are along the, the customer journey. Do your best to consolidate that. Like perfect world, um, ideal state, you're running text messages through your landline phone number. So customers can save that number in their phone and they call you when they need to call you and speak to somebody or they text that number when they would prefer to text with you. Um, and just make it simple and, and apparent like, hey, text us here if you have questions. Don't worry about four or five different phone numbers. Here's our central point of texting communication. And, and if whatever you need, run it through there and we'll be happy to help you. So. So again, just big picture, think about the customer journey, think about the different interaction points that you're currently managing through messaging today and start to really think about, hey, how do we maybe connect these things up? How do we turn this into more of a single threaded experience for the customer? Um, and how do we potentially save ourselves some dollars in the process? Because the reality is most dealers are doing texting or messaging like mm -hmm. a number of different software channels. And if you can work to consolidate those, you're likely saving yourself some budget uh, as, as, an, as an additional benefit there as well. And Ross, how can Podium help dealers achieve the two points that you just mentioned? What do you guys have? Yeah, dealers? that's really our philosophy. So if you <laughs> ask us, how is Podium different from a messaging standpoint? It's really in the, it's really those things that I just articulated. So what we what we we work to provide dealers with is a holistic messaging tool to use across all areas of the business. And so that customer who comes in and texts as a lead is sort of worked or nurtured through that, that single threaded text conversation 
uh, until again, the, the car is sold, the transaction is completed. You use that as an, an opportunity to then generate feedback through that same text message. And then when the customer brings their car in for an oil change three months down the road, we have a new suite of service messaging integrations that allow us to really time and automate those, those different types of, of messages and map those to the customer journey where they're all running through that single phone number. Um, and so, mm -hmm. you know, our, our model is like, let's look at how you're using messaging across the entire dealership. Let's consolidate where we can. Let's run everything through a single phone number. And let's give you, Mr. Dealer, the, the opportunity to really choose which applications make the most sense um, for, for you, right? Um, a lot of dealers have adopted our, our, our payments technology. Um, we're working to integrate um, our messaging tools with, um, with voice providers that, that dealers are likely leveraging today. So we're really working to bring uh, this whole ecosystem of texting or customer communication together. And for Podium, that's always been messaging, but as we look forward to 2021, that now includes channels like voice and email as well. And so bringing that all uh, into a single consolidated communication platform um, that's well connected with your CRM and your DMS, right? So we're pushing and pulling data um, when we need to, and we're automating different types of messaging along the customer journey that's pulled from what's already happening, obviously, in the CRM or, or DMS. So that's that's really what we're we're all about. Um, and so, uh, yeah, hopefully that, that helps answer that question. Yeah, definitely. Um, you've been a huge wealth of information today. Um, and I'm moving towards wrapping up, but before I do, I just wanted to know if there's anything that you wanted to add that we might've missed during our conversation. Uh, no, I think, listen, I think we covered a lot of ground. Here's, here's what I would close with. I think t texting or messaging to a certain degree has been a little, a little bit of uh, the, the, the wild west, right? Where there's different solutions cobbled together at the dealership level. And I think um, there has been a shift where people understand like, hey, how do we make this um, a better experience for customers? How do we connect this up as, as best we can? How do we integrate it with, with what's happening in our CRM and, and DMS? And that's really how I, you should be thinking about it. The, the net of it is consumers are continuing to shift towards texting or messaging. And it's not just happening in the US, it's happening all over the world. The pandemic has pushed that forward. It's the reason why you've seen everybody work to adopt the digital retailing solution over the past 12 months, right? Like you've mm -hmm. got to have, you got to meet consumers where they are. Uh, today, it means how do you offer service and, and keep it uh, framed up as, as a safe experience for the customer? And then looking down the road, again, it's really going to shift towards how do you take everything you've learned, um, center it really more around a convenient experience for the customer. And we know one thing, we know that people are willing to pay for a better experience. So it becomes less about price shopping. It becomes more about how do you offer services that's centered around a convenience, frictionless experience for the customer? And when you do that, people really care less about, about the price because they're willing to pay for a better customer experience that's centered around their needs. So bigger picture, that's you know, hopefully something we can all uh, continue to, to work towards to move the industry forward. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Beltway Talk today, Ross. It's been great having you to hear all about what Podium is doing and um, forging ahead here in the auto industry. Really appreciate the time and, and the opportunity to speak to the audience today, Hannah. Uh, Podium.com is obviously our website. And if there's you know any questions or anything we can do to, to help, um, feel free to, to check us out there. Okay, will do. Thank you. Well, thank you. That wraps up this episode of Beltway Talk. Thanks again to Ross Tinkham for joining us to talk about Podium and its work with dealers. Please feel free to reach out to the Beltway Talk team to let us know of topics or guests you might like to hear from on future episodes. I can be reached directly at oliverh at aiada.org. Join us again next time for Beltway Talk.